Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is the Hall of Famer, Kevin Mawai. He spent 16 seasons in the NFL as an offensive lineman with the Jets, Titans, and Seahawks. Seattle drafted him in the second round in 1994 after his great career at LSU. He was an eight-time All-Pro center, and he retired after the 2009 season. After spending time as an assistant coach with the Bears, he is now an offensive analyst with Arizona State and Herm Edwards, his coach when he played for the Jets. Kevin is a husband and a father of two, and he joins us now on Unpacking It. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're, we're psyched to have you. And, and first up, uh, want to talk about your, your new role with, with Arizona State. How are things going for, for you personally, and, and what does your role look like as an offensive analyst? Yeah, things are going well. This is actually my second season. I joined Herm Edwards' staff like shortly after he got hired as head coach. And so I'm enjoying it. We're, from a team standpoint, we're 4-1, and 5-1. and one. And got a big game against Utah, and uh, our players are playing hard and excited to be a part of a program that's changing the culture. And, uh, you know, individually, it's, it's great for me. It's an opportunity for me to get my foot in the door and be around a good staff and to offer like, years of experience and playing to the coach's staff. And you know, my role specifically is working with the offensive line coach and, you know, helping uh, game planning and preparing for the opponent and, you know, evaluating our own players and things like that. And, Pretty much everything a coach would do, except for NCAA rules, don't allow you to be on the football field. Don't allow you to coach on the field. So doing everything I can except for actually blowing a whistle. And, uh, yeah. and it's good. I'm in a good spot right now, but I'm with a good staff. we got some good players and good guys on the team. And so it's great to be a part of that. And, you know, and then the mental side, the side of it, mentorship side to the players who are trying to achieve what I did in my career. And, you know, and then also the just – Teach them how to be men, how to grow mm. to be healthy, productive men in society and what that looks like. Wow, that, that's so cool to hear. And so as you think about your time as a college athlete, what do you wish maybe you knew or, or were, were taught that you're now able to you know, teach these guys and, and mentor and encourage these guys? Well, I think when I was in college, I was very short-sighted in what things looked like and didn't look long into the future and it's all about the here and the now and that's the biggest thing and get guys to understand these young men to understand that the decisions that they make now have consequences for the future and what is good or bad and they you know, really think hard about you know what direction they want to go in and you know for me I didn't live a faith-filled life in college and it was a little bit different for me than it is now and so to to be where I'm at and looking back on it, there's things like say, hey, you know, when I was in a situation, I wish I would have done things differently, or I wish I could have done this differently, and you know that kind of stuff. And this position allows me to have that influence over over a bunch of young men. Kevin Mawai, our guest right now on Unpacking It, Hall of Famer, and and now an assistant coach with Arizona State. 
And, and of course, Herm Edwards is the, the head coach at Arizona State, and he, he was an awesome guest on our, our show. And I'm curious, though, what, what's the dynamic like between you and your former head coach comparing when you were a player for him versus now actually being on his staff? Well, it's a little different. The player-coach the player relationship is a lot different than the coach-coach deal. At the end of the day, Herm was my boss then, and he's my boss now. And, <laughs> you know, but having played for him and spent five years with him, you know, I know, I, I understand what he's about. I understand the message that, that he tries to give. And, and so I just become another voice of his in the locker room. And, and on our, you know, on our staff, really, um, there's some things that I know about Herm and his mannerisms that maybe our, our staff doesn't pick up on. And I say, hey, that's, that's Herm upset if you guys don't know that, you know, or, <laughs> or, you know, Herm, this is how you need to approach Herm with that subject. You know, and so I, I've become like a liaison, not so much now as it was when I first got hired, because we've all been with around each other for a year. We've been with Herm for a year. But ultimately, I think it's the job of not just myself, but anybody on our staff to carry the message and the voice of the head coach throughout the rest of the team and the program. And that's what I try to do. Kevin Mawai, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And back in August, he was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so I'm curious, how has your life changed since being inducted and, and since putting that jacket on? Uh, I don't you know. Your life really doesn't change a whole lot, but it changes a lot. And it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> to say that. But, like, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, I still got to come to work. I'm still the same husband. I'm still a dad to two college-age students. And I think in the football world, you get a little bit more respect, you know, as being one of the best that ever played the game. And, and aside from that, I, you know, I got a, a nice yellow jacket that I wear from time to time. And, <laughs> you know, you come a little bit more hot as a commodity on the speaking circuit and things like that. But so other than that, nothing's really changed. But it, it is a sense of pride that I have and it's a sense of respect that people give you that you didn't have before. No, it's awesome. It was well-deserved. And, and what's so cool about, you know, your, your career as an offensive lineman and just the, the role of a lineman is, is unique in that, you you've got to have the mindset where you're you're trying to make other players great. You're you're trying to open up holes so a running back like Curtis Martin can be a star and, and to, to block for, yeah. for quarterbacks. So I'm just curious, can you take us into what that mindset is like to where you're helping others and then by the end of your career you actually get recognized for the work that you did that that actually helped those thirteen running backs that, that rushed for over a thousand yards and, and that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny because people ask if you always want to be an offensive lineman. I laugh at it because nobody that ever plays football ever wants to be an offensive lineman. You kind of either grow into the position or you just get put into it. And so then during that point in your development, you got to decide am I going to embrace it or fight it? And for me, it didn't matter as long as I got to be on the football field. I started off as a quarterback way back in, you know, flag football and then in youth football and then. I grew out of the position into linebacker and eventually an offensive lineman. And if you do your job right and you do it well, nobody ever knows about you uh, for the most part. And the only time everybody talks about you is when you do something wrong, whether you're a you know, false start, a holding penalty, or give up a sack. But you get recognized long-term according to what the guys around you have done. And that's what my career was built on. It was built on the Curtis Martin and Chris Johnson and Travis Henry and you know, Lindell White, these guys that ran, ran for a thousand yards and it was built on my team's success and being been top five in the rushing like 10 out of 16 years I played and on you know, the team concept and 
So yeah, at the end of the day, if, if what you really want is to be recognized as you know, look at me kind of guy and be put on a pedestal, the offensive line is not the job that you know, it's not the job you really want. Um because you just go and you do your work. And then when it gets hard, you go do your work. And when somebody else gets a touchdown, you just go do your work. And eventually, if you do your work right and do it the way it's supposed to be done, somebody else will recognize it down the road. And that's what happened in my career. That, it's so cool. And there, there really is such a, a biblical parallel to it because when we put other people first and, and you know take that back seat and, and serve in humility – then yeah, sure. Someday we may we may or may not get recognized for it, but those people get to shine. Uh, but but oftentimes we uh, we get the benefit and the joy and and, and all that comes with that. So uh, Kevin Mawai, our guest right now on unpacking it. He, he's now an assistant coach with Arizona State, but but he's a pro football Hall of Famer. And and speaking about the Bible, and, and let's talk a little faith with you. And 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 I'm curious since since retiring from the NFL. How has your faith grown or been impacted? Well, I think, you know, my faith has grown on a daily basis and in different ways. As a young believer, it's just learning what being a Christian is all about, learning about accountability and things like that. And then you get a little older and it's like, okay, now I've got a group of core guys that I spend my life with and, and we hold each other accountable and, you know, they, they, they you know, call you out on the floor or they, they check on you, make sure you, you know, you're healthy spiritually, you're in a good place, you, you treat your family right and doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and then along the way, you bring younger guys up and you try to be a mentor to them and their faith. And here I am now, I'm 48 years old. I've been saved for 20 plus years. And, and I try to model that to my, you know, my faith, to my team, to get kids I, that I coach and mentor and, and also to our coaching staff. You know, I mean, we got some guys on our staff a little bit older than me, but not a whole lot of them have kids my age. So I'm in a different stage of life from a family standpoint. And, you know, I've learned, you know, that my greatest challenges have been my marriage and my children. And, and I learned from that. And I learned what the word says about, you know, raising your children, how you treat your wife and your family. And those are, are things that I take and try to share and mentor to other people. So, you know, the platform has gotten bigger with the hall of fame, as far as being able to share my faith and, Everything from how I got saved to how I live my life and circumstances I've dealt with to the how do you handle situations. And, you know, I, I can say honestly and, and freely that I'm not perfect. I lost a little bit today on practice field. You know, you, you say some things that maybe come out emotionally that you, you know, trying to get a point across and you look back on it, but, you know, it's probably not a very good example of how Christ would want you to do it. And so you ask for forgiveness from that person or in that situation, and you move along. And, and that's what you really teach people is, like, your life is a forgiven life. It's not a perfect one, and, mm. and it's forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. No, I love that that point. And so just to continue that, that thought and to unpack that a, a little bit further, what have you learned a, about grace and, and how important— is it for for someone like you who's you know represent? Hey, I I I love Jesus. I follow Jesus. This is the life that I want to live. But I am going to mess up. And so to to for people that maybe look on, they're like, oh man, I can never you know live up to that standard or whatever. They kind of push Jesus away because they feel like it's unattainable. How important is grace and to get that message out to people that may not understand exactly the message of the gospel and that that it is so rooted in grace and forgiveness. Yeah, and that's what people want to think. Grace is unmerited favor. There's nothing that you can do to earn it. It just it's given to you. And more often than not, the only way you teach people about that is just to give it to them. And 
you know, and, and let God deal with them in another way. So why did you do this to me? It's like, you know what? At the end of the day, it's, you know, I forgive you. You know, it's grace. I don't, you know, God called, God forgave me for all the dumb things I've done. I'm going to give forgiveness to you. Or I might just hear, I just want to treat you right just because that's what I'm supposed to do. And, and then when you ask me, why do I live the life I live? Now that's the door for me. It opens up for me to share my faith with you. And, you know, God teaches us in the word that, you know, the greatest leaders are the servants and, and those who serve, you know, are, are over others. And, and so ultimately, well, I'm a coach, a husband, a dad or whatever is to serve the people that God has put over me. Mm. And, uh, and that's what I try to do. The more you model it and show it versus you saying it all the time, then when people see how you act, and how you behave, they put more stake into that than the words that come out of your mouth at times. And, and, um, you know, I think, you know, somebody said at one time, if it wasn't for Christians, there would be more of us. Hmm. And uh, lots of times people claim to be faith believers and big Christians, and they, they act like complete idiots, or they act like jerks, they treat people badly. And, and it's like, well, if that's what being a Christian's all about, I don't want any of it, you know? And so I'm very aware and cognizant of, of how I act, and um, I try to teach guys that all the time. You know, the, the greatest people in our building are the janitors, custodial workers, and equipment managers. They're the ones who have the toughest job. They serve everybody, and nobody ever knows their name. And so that's just a small example of how you try to model that grace and mercy and forgiveness and servanthood to people that you're around on a day-to-day basis. Kevin Mawai, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's an offensive analyst with Arizona State and a pro football Hall of Famer. And and I guess kind of the the last thought we'll we'll wrap up on on this. Read, read about your uh, your proposal story back in 1992, marrying your, your <laughs> wife, Tracy. And we probably don't have time, because I, I actually love a good proposal story. We probably don't have time to get into it today. But but just as far as kind of where you're at in in marriage, is is there a, a word of wisdom that, that you can share today, just something that you think could be an encouragement to, to guys listening today? Yeah, you know, I think for us, marriage has been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And not because it's a difficult thing to be a part of, but just because it takes work. And people think when you get married, oh, we're in love and it's going to last forever. And well, it only lasts forever if you if you work at it. And there's trade times where my wife, Tracy, and I, we, we always love each other, but we can't stand being around each other sometimes. <laughs> we don't like what it, you know, you don't have to like the person all the time, but I still love her. And, you know, God tells us, and the Word tells us to, to treat our wives like God loved the church. And God loved the church so much that he died for it. Well, you know, that's, you die to yourself every day in a marriage, you know, whether it's something you wanted or the way you wanted it or, or whatnot, you, sometimes you just got to just say, all right, you know, whatever you want, you know, and, and that's not giving up your life, but sometimes it's, it's not worth fighting over stupid things. And, but we, we make it work. It's, it's, I've been married 26 years now and, and my wife is my best friend. And that friendship developed over the 30 years that we dated and, and got married. And But it's a daily job. And sometimes people just don't want to work on a day-to-day basis. And that's where, you know, marriages and relationships fail because it takes effort to make good relationships, whether it's marriage or friendships or whatever, you know. And so, but my wife would tell you, we work at it every day. And um, that would be the one encouragement. If you're in marriage or you're struggling in your marriage, then just know it takes work. It doesn't just happen. And then along the way, you see godly counsel, and you see godly advice, and, and you give yourself the word to be able to live the way that God has called you to live. And you know, and then 
and then you have a chance to have a happy marriage. Oh, so strong. Well, we'll we'll leave it right there. And and man, we only only scratched the surface with Kevin Mawai, but but hopefully we'll we'll have you back on again and and wish you the best uh, with Arizona State and the rest of the season. And, and you guys are having an awesome season so far. So keep it going, and really appreciate you being a part of unpacking it today. I'm glad to be a part. Thank you, man, and uh, be happy to do it anytime. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.